It's time for Hawk Central. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. Welcome to Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. Chad Lystico and Cody Goodwin hanging out in studio with us as we lead you up to Iowa Wild Hockey here at 545 on a Wednesday. Chad and Cody going to be making the trip over to Cleveland, right? Chad, is that where you guys are headed? That's right. Okay. We're uh, we're recording this now before we head out. So, I couldn't uh, this remember. Will air by the time we'll be in Cleveland by the time this airs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first time in Cleveland. You know, I think it will be. Right. Yeah. Right. I've you, heard it's cold. Well, you're used to that. You're tough. Yeah. The you, pinstripe bowl toughened me <laughs> off. <laughs> Outdoor press box. Uh, Chad is and Cody are headed over there for the NCAA championship. So we will spend a lot of the day, and obviously that's Cody's kind of forte. We'll spend a lot of our show here focused on that and uh, and kind of going weight by weight. What are the Hawkeyes' chances? Who are the guys you should keep an eye on? And who could be some of the, the shockers that uh, that will surprise us over the week? But before we get to wrestling and bring Cody in, a few basketball things to kind of tie up, Chad. Uh, we'll get to women's basketball here in a second but first your thoughts on tyler cook says he's going to test those waters not hire an agent uh this i as a hawkeye fan this calmed me a bit i think Mm -hmm. it gave a little bit of clarity right yeah i think uh i think this actually develops the story just a little bit further um than when you know i talked to him at the big 10 tournament um i think this kind of indicates we all we talked about last week too on the show um that maybe he isn't going to be gone. I think yeah. that's I think that's the biggest takeaway here. I think there's a pretty um, wide feeling that he's not ready for the NBA among the experts that that our buddy Mark Emmert has talked to. Now that doesn't mean some team couldn't find him during this process and say, "Hey, we like you. We want to sign you to the G League." And he may think that that's a great starting point. So we just don't know yet. Uh, he has all the way until uh, like June 11th to return his name. Um, to college so Tyler Cook is not hiring an agent that's kind of the big headline um, and it's going to play out just like the Peter Jock thing did a couple of years ago and he ultimately returned for his senior year and was first team all Big Ten so this that, needs to become something that we as fans grow quickly accustomed to yes yeah. definitely yeah. and I'm yeah. and I think most people have landed on this that I've talked to Chad this is a great thing to go and get this evaluation Jeff talked it, about yeah. it last night or I'm sorry on Monday night uh, we had coach Nico Medved talked about it on Monday night that getting those eyes that real perspective you, as a kid, and especially like a guy like Tyler Cook, you're supposed to have these wild ambitions. Your dream should mm-hmm. be not to be in the NBA, but be great in the NBA. You need somebody to come to you and say, here's what you need to take those first steps and even be ready for the NBA. So I think this Yeah, is- and it should help the Hawkeye basketball program. Right. Someone's going to tell him you need to play defense. Someone out there is going to tell him that. Um, you know, I'm sure his coaches have already told him that, but but he will he will be able to focus on the weaknesses in his game which yeah. we can see he's a he's a very talented player and if he can come back to the Hawkeyes next year mm-hmm. and be that much better in in some of the areas he's not as good at now that would that would help the whole Hawkeye program so yeah obviously a good thing for Tyler Cook I wish him well yeah I couldn't agree more and uh, I hope he's back in the Hawkeye uniform not because I don't want him to be in the Uh, be a professional but because man a couple more years watching that dude's going to be a lot of fun and i think that that's a big part of that uh, potential success next year all right let's go to hawkeye women they draw a six seed in the ncaa tournament uh can you tell me a little bit about their drawing and their bracket chad yeah i happen to be over at their watch 
watch party last night. Um, saw the celebrations. Monday night. Uh, I know yeah. we're recording. Yeah, saw the celebrations on TV. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was great that they jumped up in the air and blocked us out of the photo. I really like <laughs> really like that about them. Um, so they, uh, yeah, they draw the six seed. They're heading to L.A. and and some of the first things I heard um, the girls talking about it, they were just really excited to go out there, and it's it's a nice. Um, it's a nice destination for these guys. They're going to face uh, an 11th seed Creighton, so right up the road, but they're going all the way to Poly Pavilion to do it. Um, this is a team that's kind of a year ahead of itself, actually. Um, and Lisa Bluter thinks they're going to be a Sweet 16 team next year, perhaps. This year is kind of gravy, so they're this is a young team. Let's see what happens with these guys. Who knows? A sixth seed in the women's tournament is not a bad seed to be because you're not facing those big giants early on. UConn. You're not facing the ones and twos. <laughs> right. um, there's a big drop-off from ones and twos to threes and fours in the women's right. game. So, I mean, there's a, there's a shot that Iowa could make a little run here. If they win two, they're in the Kansas City Regional, so they would play locally if they got to the Sweet 16. Um, so that's cool. It'll be fun to watch. They play Saturday at 5 p.m., so okay. right before you get ready to tune into those NCAA finals in wrestling, you can uh, catch the Iowa women. And that is a perfect transition to wrestling. Cody Goodwin, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for climbing in with us, man. Uh, you can turn your mic on for me there. there how about go. that? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun you, week. I bet you're excited. You should be. <laughs> I, I, I thought you'd uh, be kind of glossed over by the time you came in here because you'd be uh, enamored with how close you are to, to getting there. You were. We talked about this last week. Is this your first NCAA for the register. Okay. No, I when I was back at the Daily Iowan, uh, the student paper at you Iowa. You conned them into sending you? I don't know why and I don't know how, but hey, <laughs> they sent me to three of them. Chad, so. who else is going over there with you? David Scrivener? Yeah, short okay. timer, yeah. Short timer? Uh, he's leaving, yeah. Oh, I didn't but he's know. Go, he's awesome. He's a photographer. It's always okay. great to have okay. a photographer over there. Capture all those images. It'll be fun. Uh, coming off that fourth place finish in the Big Tens and a disappointing performance, to say the least. Uh, what's what's kind of the attitude over there coming into this this uh, NCAA's? Coming? Yeah, I mean they were confident. Um, okay. I think they they all know that you know they're showing in East Lansing is not what they are capable of, and even below that, I mean it was I mean it was underwhelming. I mean that was kind of the word I used I think last week to describe it. It was underwhelming for them. It was disappointing. Um, you know, they're a lot better than what they showed. And, I mean, fourth place in the Big Ten, it's kind of the SEC of wrestling, so yeah. to speak. So, I mean, got really the, deep The best field. team in the country is Penn State. Ohio State actually won the Big Ten uh, uh, tournament. And then you've got Michigan that finished third that is a favorite to finish third at the NCAA. Yeah, I mean, fair? Michigan's definitely in that mix. Okay. And I think Big Ten's was a nice barometer or at least an opportunity for Iowa to show that, you know, hey, like they are also they have the firepower to be in that mix for third and fourth place in Cleveland this week. Um, and they really just kind of fell on their face and they never fully recovered. I mean, they, they had a rough Saturday morning, um, had a nice Saturday afternoon, but it could have been a lot better. Um, and then Sunday, they just weren't able to maybe capitalize on a few things and ultimately finished fourth by almost 30 points behind Michigan. Man. So, I mean, it was it was lopsided and it was it was ugly. Chad, let's talk about before we get weight by weight, let's talk about team picture for a second. Track wrestling has Iowa 7th based on the seeds. Now, I know that it's pretty tight pack in there. Yeah. What's realistic expectations for Hawkeye wrestling fans for this week? I mean, realistic is you're shooting for a team trophy. I mean, the not realistic would be anything in the top two, I would say. Okay. Uh, top, I would say the, the the ceiling is probably third place. It's Penn State, um, Ohio State, 
Yeah, in, in, in one of in those Vince. orders. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these are two of the elite teams in college wrestling history that happen to be competing this year. So, um, you know, that may change next year. Uh, maybe Iowa cracks into that, you know, in the coming years. But this year, you know, the goal is a team trophy. And I think the only reason they're in the mix for a team trophy is because of Spencer Lee. I mean, if he hadn't taken the red shirt off, I mean, here's a guy that could score. He could score 20 points at the NCAA with bonus points, you know, even without winning a title. So um, he gives them a little bit more of a chance and I think a little more interest. Yeah. Cody, you have any issues with that? You think the Hawkeyes by next year could be closer to this conversation of these elite teams? Um, I think it'll be tough, um, but just kind of at a glance, I mean, you got to look at who Penn State and Ohio State are losing, right? Because yeah. um, if you're going to compare to the big dogs, that's that's where you got to go. So Ohio State is losing some pretty solid wrestlers in Nathan Tomasello at 125 and Bo Jordan at 174 and Kyle Snyder at 285. I mean, those are big points. Oh, those Kyle guys. Snyder's finally gone, huh? Yeah, no kidding. And Tomasello? Yeah, right. I feel like I heard these guys for seven years. It does feel that way, All right? right. They've they been national continue. champions for seven years, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, they have a combined, what, three national titles between the three of them, but all of them have been All-Americans during their entire college career. Yeah. So, I mean, those are big points that the Buckeyes are losing. Um, Penn State's only losing Zane Rutherford. Um, so I think the Nittany Lions are going to stay at the top. Um, you know, in terms of Iowa, where are they getting some of these extra points that they may not have this year? Um, you look at a guy like Max Murin who might step in at 141. Um, I know he had a really good redshirt season, um, fifth place at the Midlands, outplacing Carter Happel and uh, Vince Turk, who's at the NCAA tournament this week. Um, actually, beat, he's beaten Carter Happel twice this year. Um, you know, some of the other guys in redshirt, like Jacob Warner at 197 or 184, I don't know exactly how they're going to sort that one out, but, you know, that's extra points if you can fit, you know, a talented guys like that into the lineup um is it enough to catch penn state is it enough to catch ohio state i think that remains to be seen um but i you know i it's it's a fun thought to have i guess you know can't can they i i can't say no right now i'll put it that way don't forget julio lugo i don't know if we mentioned him that lugo One, yeah he'll be replacing Sorensen at i'm thinking baseball here you are when that. you said that i was infielder. thinking wait, wait he's I, an infielder i've heard of julio lugo pat lugo yeah pat lugo the edinburgh transfer um he's taking his red shirt this year so he'll have two years after Sorensen leaves and he's hmm. he'll be the guy at 149 i always forget about him because he's not a freshman but yeah he's got two years so yeah i mean it's it's a fun thought to have um i don't know that i can say no right now but you know okay. i think on paper at least penn state's probably going to stay at the top okay yeah i don't think so i mean I'll, let me just jump no in. you're fine, you're I, fine. I, I just think if i can, can kind of take a step this tournament and get maybe into the conversation next year this is a slow progression you can't yeah. take down penn state in right. one in one year all right let's talk about a guy that uh, before we we want to start going weight by weight chad's already mentioned spencer lee we might as well start there at 125 he has the uh the three seed is that right at 125 yeah he's third okay. seed so. uh, chad says 20 potential team points out of spencer lee that that's not unreasonable okay. um i people always ask how the team points break down and i never have a booklet in front of me that shows me what is worth what i just know that friday's the day where the money is made because that's where teams usually distance themselves because that's you got the quarterfinals and the semifinals and you guys you have guys breaking in from you know potential all-american to being an all-american and then potential top six to being in the top two um so yeah i mean i you know with his bonus point potential i mean he has rolled up kids he has rolled up you know 
returning All-Americans, he has rolled up some really good wrestlers this year. I mean, just looking at the bracket, um, Ethan Lezak, who's the eight seed, a returning NCAA finalist. Spencer Lee tech-falled him in the duel earlier this year. Um, Nick Piccinini, who's the sixth seed, who Spencer Lee could see in the quarterfinals on Friday morning if they both win on Thursday, um, won that one 10-4, and I believe he was up 9-1 after the first period. Um, you know, that's, and he's a returning All American. Piccinini took fourth last year. Another guy who's in the bracket, uh, Edinburgh's Sean Russell. He was a returning All American last year, and Spencer Lee tech followed him midway through the second period at the Midlands. I mean, this, he's explosive. He's really good. Um, yeah, I don't think it's out of the question that he could probably put up 20 team points this year. Yeah, just uh, as a comparison, last year, Corey Clark won the 133 pound title. He scored 20 team points because he had no bonus points, they were all decisions. Um, Michael Kemmer got third place last year and scored 19 team points for Iowa. And he had a lot of major decisions kind of on his way to that in the okay. consolation bracket. So if you're looking at a Spencer Lee, maybe getting a pin, a tech fall. And then he gets to the couple. quarters, he's at that 20. I'm, yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's going to probably have to finish third or fourth. But Well, I mean, another thing to maybe point out, too, is that the Big Ten tournament, Spencer Lee actually scored more team points in taking third than Brandon Sorensen did in taking second. Yeah, there's so, a good way I to mean, that's it. Yeah, and that's the Penn State formula right there and that's what iowa needs they need bonus points bonus points right wins you know and kemmer is a guy that can do that too we'll get to him but these i mean you got to rack up some bonus points to if they're going to get to third or fourth okay realistic expectation i mean especially a guy it seems like a guy that we should watch for a potential title right yes okay yeah he's he's i'm not being i'm not no, I mean, okay. we've, we've, I've maintained this belief since before the red shirt came off. I mean, he's good enough to win it this year. Will he? We'll find out this week. But, you know, his, it's, it's not going to be an easy road. I mean, I think he, he should get to the quarterfinals of, on Friday morning without much fuss. But from there, he could run into Nick mm-hmm. Piccinini um, from Oklahoma State. Wins there. He should, in theory, run up against Nathan Tomasello from Ohio State. And that one, I mean, they've both beaten each other this yeah. year. So, I mean... You know, he's going to have to finish a shot, I think, to win that match. If he does finish, you know, a couple of his shots, and he came close in the Big Ten semifinals. Um, if he does that, he should break into the finals. And you know, who knows who he'll, who he'll see on that side because there's a number of good wrestlers on the top side of the bracket. But you know, absolutely, yeah, I, he he can win, win Chad, the you agree? title. Yeah, the the top seed on the top side, if he does get to the finals, is Darian Cruz, and he's the guy that knocked off Thomas Gilman last year. I think um, I thought Gilman would win it all last year, and he was upset by Cruz, but I think. Um, people I've talked to think Lee matches up better with Cruz. The, uh, Tomasello is probably the championship match. I did a piece with Mark Ironside. Um, he thinks that's he thinks that's the championship match. Um, Tomasello versus Lee uh, on the in the Friday night semifinals. I'm going to slightly if it makes, disagree if it makes that makes hmm. it that far. I'm going to slightly disagree. Hawks have five other uh, ranked wrestlers that are, are headed to the NCAA's. Uh, we'll get to those five. At 133, no, no Hawkeyes are headed to the tournament. No. And at 141, you've got one of the unseated guys, Vince Turk. You kind of mentioned him briefly there, Cody. What should we know about Vince Turk? Yeah, I mean, he, he had a really good Big Ten tournament. He uh, he went from unseated to finishing fifth place. Um, he went, I think, 4-2 and two overall. He lost to the eventual winner in Ohio State's Joey McKenna, who's going to be you know a title contender this week. And he lost to Penn State's Nick Lee on the backside semis, who ultimately finished third. Um, so so not a bad tournament by any means. Um, can he replicate it? That's you know he's he's going to have to win some matches because this you know if you go by the seeds, this is not a weight where Iowa is scoring any points. And if they want third place, Vince Turk is going to have to score some points. For him, that means winning. I mean, just winning matches. He's got to yeah. win a couple. He's in the pigtail at 141, which means he'll be one of the first matches out Thursday morning, um, which is kind of 
maybe a small blessing for Iowa because they get this extra match that not a lot of other guys get. And it's not worth a lot of points, but it's still worth it's points. points. It's worth points, right. 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 So, Winning, it's worth points. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, he wins this first match. He'll draw the 16 seed, Cole Weaver of Indiana. I think that's a winnable match. Um, he finished, I believe, I'd have to go back and look, but I think he finished ahead of Weaver um, at the Big Ten tournament. So, I mean, he wins that one. He's into the second round on Thursday night. Those are points that Iowa currently doesn't have if we go by the seeds. And so Vince Turk needs to win a handful of matches. I don't know, you know, maybe if he strings enough together, he's got good enough offense and I think good enough explosiveness to maybe make a run through the backside, maybe get to the round of 12 on Friday. Um, that remains to be seen. But, yeah, this is, this is a weight where Vince Turk needs to win a handful of matches to score points for Iowa. Chad, is this a guy that can uh, keep it up from big? He's one of the few guys that we might say this about. He actually had a decent performance yeah, in big right. tens, and so maybe he can keep up the momentum. Exactly. I mean, that's uh, I, I totally agree with Cody there. And as you look at the results, it looks like he lost to Cole Weaver at the Midlands, eight to three. So there's a chance to you know reverse that outcome. And like he said, if he can do that, he runs into the number one seed at that point. Hmm. Probably unlikely, um, Bryce Meredith of Wyoming, but you never know. So um, yeah. If he can get to the round of 12, I think that's a pretty good tournament for him. When we get back, we'll get into some of those middleweights. This is where the Hawkeyes get pretty tough. You've got Sorensen and uh, Kemmerer and Marinelli. Uh, again, a few more unseated guys for us to talk about, maybe some long shots. We'll talk about the expectations, what's realistic for uh, the rest of these weights, 149 through heavyweight, and then a few final questions that Chad has come up with also. We'll continue a weight-by-weight look at the NCAA championships with Chad Lysico and Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Register on Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. It's Hawk Central from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to Hawk Central, 1460 KXNO. Chad Lystico and Cody Goodwin. Normally Cody with me on Fridays, but uh, he'll be out of town this week. And it's to cover the Hawkeyes and their run at the NCAAs in Cleveland. Uh, Cody, we asked Chad this. Your first time to Cleveland? For the Register. I've I've been to the NCAA wrestling oh, tournament in yeah. Cleveland, not Cleveland. That's though. what I'm asking you. Uh, we already asked about this. Have you been to Cleveland before? I've never been to the land. Oh, no, okay. neither. And you haven't been there either. No. Oh man, you guys! I've never been there. It's where the Cubs won the World Series. I know that, so I'm pretty excited. Okay, that's are you going to go there and like? I don't know. Maybe that's not the Jake anymore, though, is it? It's not Jacobs Field. Hmm. It's something else. Whatever it is, field, maybe? that's it. Good job out of you. you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's huh? what I was looking on the list. Seeing. Chad looks no in no no that's C a, yeah, is that's he not interested. on my radar. Not on my radar. No way. Emmert, okay. maybe not me. Emmert's not headed over there with you, though, is he? No. Okay. All right. We miss Emmert. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't know anything about wrestling. Though. Yeah. Exactly. We won't. We won't. Yet. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna try Optimism. to bring him around. He's not interested. Let's. Uh, we we got through at least 141 there. Next up for the Hawkeyes would be 149. As we just kind of go uh, weight by weight here and look at what the Hawkeyes chances are what some expectations realistic expectations are we start at 125 with spencer lee a guy that you should remember as a potential champion for saturday night hopefully another guy that's on that list is going to be brandon Sorensen, right cody at 149 he is the number two ranked wrestler yeah, I think it, it's it's very clear, I think, at 149, at least over the course of the season, um, that Zane Rutherford from Penn State and Brandon Sorensen from Iowa are kind of the clear-cut one-two guys at 149. Um, that said, 
Uh, Sorensen's got a little bit of a tough road ahead of him. Um, I think he'll get through Thursday without much noise. Friday is where it could get a little interesting because he could see Ryan Deacon from Northwestern, who he's beaten twice this year, but one of them was on a technical violation grabbing the headgear in the duel. Um, he turned up the Jets a little bit at Big Tens and beat him 7-2, to um, really connected on some really nice takedowns in the third period. Um, so he was able to kind of widen the gap there. But if, if not Ryan Deacon, he could also see Jason Sertzis from Arizona State, um, formerly of Northwestern. Um, he's another okay. guy that's kind of been around for a really yeah, long saying, time. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, he's name. another guy yeah. that's been around. He, uh, yeah. he was a true freshman. Because it's just spelled so weird. It's T S I R T S. We just call him T-shirt sometimes okay. if yeah. we don't want to try and yeah, Sirtis T-shirt. Same yeah, thing. I see right? what you did there. Um, yeah, I mean, this this is a kid that has history with Sorensen. Um, he okay. was a true freshman national champ at Northwestern. I don't know how long ago that was, but yeah, uh, that, that's another name, Chad. That seems like he's been wrestling a long time. Yeah, and they've fed, they've met six times. So okay, that's yeah. right. So, right. but but Sertzis hasn't beaten Sorensen since 2015. Yeah, so. Sorensen's gotten the better of him lately. Um, most recent matchup, I believe, was at the Midlands three to one overtime win for Sorensen. Okay, um, but those matches are all close. sudden victory. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wow. look at all those matches. They're three one, three one, three two, two one. I mean, they're. They're nail biters because um, they know each other. That's okay, what happens. Okay, so so Sertzis and Sorensen will square off. It, he'll have to face Sertzis before he gets to Rutherford. They yeah, they okay. could meet in the quarterfinals. Sertzis okay, has right. to get through Deacon. Okay, um, yeah. so that would be a potential second round match. Sorensen hmm. should, in theory, get the winner of that. Um, win that one, he could either see Justin Oliver of Central Michigan, who Sorensen has beaten this year, but it was like six to two. It was a close match. Oliver's pretty good. Or Grant Leith from Mizzou, who's one of the cooler stories in NCAA wrestling. We don't have to spend too much time on it, but I mean, he's um, he at one point he was almost um, told that he couldn't wrestle anymore. Now he's here as the number three seed at one forty nine. Looking at the Missouri uh, kid trying to get Tiger Love in here yeah. on Park Central. <laughs> well, and this that is a, it's, it is notable in the team race because Missouri is one of those teams right, that I was going oh, head okay. to head with. Yeah. So that's it, it is. Thing. You know, you're, lucky. you're lucky Chad saved you on this. <laughs> hey. So that, you know, if, if that may, if that is a semifinal, then that is a, a Man, good head to head you thing intrigued in me terms at, of the third and fourth. You've intrigued me at 149 with the searches thing too. Yeah. I, I didn't. It's, it's a tough path. I mean, I think, like I said, I think Thursday should come and go without too much drama, okay. but you get to Friday. Those are, those are going to be a tough couple matches. If Sorensen's able to kind of navigate that and get back to the finals. Want to go to 157. Chad, do you have anything else you wanted to add about Sorensen? No, I just think it's. I'm looking forward to round seven of him okay. versus Rutherford. We're going to get to a, a, a weight by weight prediction. We'll see if uh, Sorensen makes his name into that. A couple more weights that deserve some special focus. I think 157 is that fair. Kemmerer, rank six. Yes. Okay, Chad. What's uh, what, what do you see as potential here for Kemmerer? What's realistic? Well, um, you know, covering this event last year in St. Louis, he was probably the, he was maybe the most impressive Hawkeye wrestler. I mean, Thomas Gilman was good too, but um, and so was Corey Clark, but. What he did on the backside of that bracket was really good. And he comes into it kind of reeling just a little bit. Um, I just don't think his wrestling has been the same the last month or so. So he's got something to prove. Um, he's a, he comes in as a six seed with one loss and uh, has the unfortunate situation of maybe drawing the best wrestler at the weight in the quarterfinals um, in Jason Nolf. But that also will be inter- its own interesting storyline because we don't know for sure how healthy Nolf is um, at that weight. So. This is, I would say, Cody, probably going to be one of the more interesting weights this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, on the whole, 157 is all sorts of intriguing. You've got a freshman that's the top seed, um, a returning finalist that's the two that maybe doesn't have a super stellar resume. Um, a couple of guys that Kemmer has beaten are ahead of him. Um, you know, this this was this weight was kind of the subject of a lot of seeding criticism from the seeding committee. Um, maybe rightfully so. 
Um, also, maybe not. At the same time, everybody's in. They all have a chance. So now, when you say it was criticism, was uh, Cameron part of that uh, that conversation? Yeah, there were a lot of people that were kind of upset. That Thinking he was ranked too high or too low? Too low. Okay. Because um, he is 22-1 and one with one loss, and it's, it's not a very good loss. Be upfront about that. Um, but he is the sixth seed, um, and he has a win over the four seed. Um, so, you know... Okay. There was there was a little bit of criticism, um, but I think more or less, especially Kemmer, after talking to him on Monday, he's he's over it. Um, he's ready to scrap, um, which was you know it's you, you want to hear that obviously going into Cleveland from a guy that has national title potential. Um, but this is I mean this is definitely an intriguing bracket with him as the six and Jason Alf as the three. Um, they maybe haven't been the best version of themselves lately, but they're still both really I mean arguably two of the best wrestlers in the weight, and they could meet on Friday morning which would be all sorts of fun for me. Gets past Nolf, and then the expectations could be uh, that we're watching him if, for a championship? Potentially. Okay. Um, because okay. there are still wow. some really tough wrestlers. I mean, Micah Jordan's on the same side of the bracket. He's the one that pinned Kemmerer in the Big Ten semifinals. Um, and if not, Micah Jordan, potentially Joey Lavalle um, from Mizzou, who... One, once again, that could be a huge team race match, um, but also Lavalle is a, defend, is a returning NCAA finalist, so it's, it wouldn't be easy. At 165, the Hawkeyes have the fifth-ranked wrestler. That's Alex Marinelli. Uh, what, what are his chances? Um, I, I think I think he's got a he. This just another Thursday without too much drama. Um, Friday morning, potentially wrestling riders Chad Walsh. Um, that could be a big match um, because those would be pretty big team points for Iowa. For you know, Marinelli's the five seed, Walsh is the four seed. Um, that would, on paper, be an upset if he's able to get through there and reach the semifinals, where he will probably meet Illinois' Isaiah Martinez. Um, Martinez so I, is a former champion, also I think, right? Two time, two time, okay. uh, three time finalist. So he, I, I think Marinelli can yeah, sneak in the semifinals. Yeah, right, very, yeah, very good. He's <laughs> an otherworldly talent, is how I've described him multiple times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think Marinelli, he's he's got he's capable of beating anybody at this weight. He proved that during the regular season. He had a really rough Big Tens. Um, one of those things where kids just have a bad couple of days. It happens. He lost to a couple guys he's beaten before. Um, at the same time, he's on a side of the bracket where. Um, he avoided some of the guys that beat him two weeks ago. So can he make a run to the semis? That would absolutely help Iowa's team race cause if he can do that. Chad, I want to move through some of these uh, next couple of weights. Can we? Is it fair to put 74 and 84 together with Joey Gunther and, and Mitch Bowman? We kind of talked about Vince Turk, Hawkeye's unseated wrestler at 141. Yeah. Same sort of conversation here with Gunther and Bowman? I think so. I mean, I think whatever you get out of these guys is probably gravy, but I think... You know, as as we've mentioned throughout, I think if they can get you a, a point or a point and a half here and there, that that could be the difference. Um, when we mentioned the track wrestling rankings at the beginning, Iowa's ranked seventh, but they're three points out of fifth in those rankings, and that's basically the difference of one placement on the backside of the bracket. So you're talking about minimal, you know, successes here and there, yeah. making up that ground to get into that third and fourth. These are the guys are going to give you those. They give you those they inches. Could. They right. could. Yeah. I mean, and, and Gunther. Uh, you know, as Cody can attest, at the Big Tens, kind of survived his way into this field by Kid winning a lot matches, of close matches, two total takedowns. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and then Mitch Bowman's a, you know, kind of, you know, we thought maybe we'd be talking about Pat Downey at this weight, and Mitch Bowman's the guy we get to talk about <laughs> instead. Um, this is kind of gravy for him to be there. So uh, anything he does, you know, is a bonus to me. Uh, let's move to 197. Now we've talked about you've kind of painted a path for guys like Spencer Lee, Brandon Sorensen. Alex Marinelli, even I believe Kemmer in a way, for those guys to even be wrestling for a title. Uh, it, Cash Wilkie, can you can you draw that same? Can you can you get me through the maze to get Cash Wilkie that far? 
Uh, maybe not to the finals. Okay. Um, you know, he. I think. I think. What is it? He should win his first match. I think he's got Nebraska's Eric Schultz. Eric Schultz. Yep. Okay. Um, and I don't believe they've wrestled at I all. I have not. So. Right. You know that's that's a Big Ten matchup. So I mean, in theory, because of where Wilkie um, had been wrestling earlier this year and where he finished at Big Ten, he, sh- he should be able to win that one. Okay, um, needs to get to his offense more. Needs a little bit more urgency. One thing I didn't see from him at Big Tens was just a lot of um, you know adjustments. You got to make in match adjustments to maybe help get to your shots, set up your shots. Because um, when he gets to his shots, he's he's a pretty talented wrestler. He showed that last year, making a run to the round of twelve. You know, and I know yeah, he's he still good. probably got that in him. He just needs to kind of pull it out of him. He hasn't really been wrestling very well the last few weeks. Um, you know, he looked really, really good at the Midlands back in December. He kind of needs to bring that out again. Okay. He wins his first match. He gets Jared Hot at Virginia Tech. That's a tall ask. All right. Um, okay. uh, Jared Hot's he's a very good wrestler. Um, so not saying it's not possible, but definitely a tall task there. And that's just in the second round. So Wilkie's going to have to do a lot of damage on the backside. This is a this is a this is one of the weaker weights in the whole tournament. Um, just as far as depth goes, so I mean, if there is a you know, if he could get hot, he could make a little run. Cody mentioned uh, Jared Hot. He beat Wilkie four to one at the NCAA's last year, so it was competitive. Um, you never know. I mean, this is a guy that won the Midlands, so he's he's got a little bit of wrestling in him. Heavyweight's another one I think you can. It's a little bit easier path to draw to a finals. That's for Sam Stoll. Uh, Cody, perhaps. Nah. No, perhaps. no. Semis. Too much? Semis. Semis. Okay. All right. We'll start with that. Um, I wouldn't even go that far just yet. Okay. Um, his, right. I, what are realistic expectations for Sam Stoll? Um, I, this is another one that should get through Thursday without much drama. Okay. Um, his quarterfinal match on Friday morning is going to tell us a lot about where Sam Stoll is um, because he should, in theory, get Duke's um, Jacob Casper, who's a really tough athletic heavyweight. Um, and Stoll has been able to handle some athletic heavyweights this year, and he's also not been able to handle others. So it's going to be interesting. I think that matchup, if it happens, that's the 4-5. Sam, Sam Stoll's the 5. Uh, win that one, you probably get Kyle Snyder in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that, that's a mountain. Um, <laughs> yeah. They've never you know, wrestled. They that's haven't wrestled, but it, yeah. the, the matchup is intriguing. Um, so yeah. if Stoll can get to the quarterfinals and wrestle Casper, again, that's another 5-4 where that, those could be big points for Iowa if Stoll's able to get to the semis. Okay. Chad, realistic. What? You you kind of get you kind of tempered my. Uh... Well, I think I think if he can, I think he should be able to get fourth or fifth okay. at this weight. That'd right. be my opinion. Um, but but Stoll is an is a fun story. A fun story. It's not that fun of a story. But here's a guy that torn his ACL both the last two years, so he's not had this chance to go into the NCAA's healthy yet. Hmm. And now he's a junior, so kind of a nice moment for him to kind of step on the mat and and hopefully get a win or two. Um, be the first time I was at a healthy heavyweight in three years. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up the weight by weight. Now let's uh, take a step back again and look at the, maybe the bigger picture. Cody, I want to ask you the first tough question. What qualifies as a good tournament for Iowa? A good tournament or a great tournament or a successful tournament? A what successful tournament for the Hawkeyes. Bringing home a trophy. I think that's a that's a successful tournament for Iowa, and that's probably not what a lot of diehard old time Iowa wrestling fans want to hear. But that's kind of where this team it's realistic. This year. It's yeah. Realistic, yeah. Real, realistically, a successful tournament is bringing home a trophy, and that's top five, four, four, top four. Okay, all right, Chad. That's a, you, same thing for you. I do land there as well. I think okay. that's a there's a big, um, I don't know. Uh, clout whatever you want to call it difference between fourth and fifth i think uh, getting in the line when it's all over for a trophy is kind of something to build on i think it'll be these guys would be disappointed if they didn't get there um the other thing i would mention is a successful tournament i think if spencer lee 
or somebody comes away with an NCAA that's, individual I was, I national one title. Of you come with that answer, yeah. You know, that's something that happened last year with Corey Clark, and that that gave the program a little bit of a boost. And I think um, it was very noticeable in the off season too. Just they had a little um, a little extra positivity. So I think uh, that would be something to build off of too. If if, if say a Spencer Lee can yeah. capture some excitement, win that win an NCAA title. That's that's the stuff I remember is hanging out with my friends. Cheering for you know, cheering for Corey Clark when he wins a national title. I, I, that to me as a Hawkeye wrestling fan, with expectations being what they are, winning having one guy win a title would at least feel like there was some fun in that tournament for me. So yeah, obviously getting into that top four would be huge. But I think uh, I do think maybe even winning a title, you win two. Then that's that qualifies as a successful tournament. That that deserves an asterisk because if the team flops and you finish ninth, but you win a national, you know, but Spencer Lee wins Something the title, that's not that doesn't qualify as a good tournament. Cody, I want some bold predictions. Can you give me one bold prediction? Bold predictions, Iowa related. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. It's Hawk Central here, Cody. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, there's a lot of bold predictions that you can make about this entire tournament. Make a bunch. Um, Go for it. I think, bold prediction, I think Vince Turk gets to the round of 12. I think he gives himself a chance to get to the podium, and that that will make the 141-pound battle all the wow. more intriguing. I, he wrestled very, very good at Big Tens. Okay. I have no reason to doubt that he will continue his explosive offensive nature on his feet. I think he can win a handful of matches that maybe will surprise um, a couple of prognosticators that aren't us. Um, <laughs> and Because I, 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 I have... I have a lot of confidence after watching him at Big Tens that he could potentially make a run here. So, bold prediction, Vince Turk, round of 12. Chad, bold prediction. I, I think Spencer Lee is going to win the national title. That's, That's not kind of bold. bold prediction. Bold prediction, the number three ranked wrestler and the guy that at the beginning of the season you both told me could win if they took the red shirt off. That's your bold prediction? Well, my other one is... There we um, go. Here we go. Now we're getting into the... Yeah. I, th- I, I do think Brandon Sorensen has a shot. With Zane Redfer, I know it's a slim shot. That's but, uh, bold. This but, guy uh, over here. That's bold. Jeez. But I think uh, the guy's seen him six times. He's yeah. measured him out. The last time they faced, um, does not give up a takedown. He wasn't close to scoring, but he got written out in the second period. So he's yeah, but he's got some, he, something to build off of there, like uh, something to learn off of. He needs to make a change there. Maybe maybe there's a strategy change. Something. He's going to have to get a takedown. He's going to have to get escape. He has to get one, both of those things um, to beat Rutherford. But I think this is his best shot at it. You guys want to? We have a few minutes here. You guys want to try to go weight by weight and give me your predictions on who you think wins this thing? Let's do it. All right, one twenty-five, Cody. I think Spencer Lee gets it done. Lee, and uh, uh, what about you? Jack? I'm going. I'm going Homer Spencer Lee. Okay, you both look at you guys. Incredible. All right, one thirty-three, Cody. Um, 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 Seth Gross, South Dakota State. Okay. Former Hawkeye gets it done. I'm going to go uh, Stephen Michich of Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. 141. Cody. Whew. Um, Jaden Ironman, Mizzou. Actually, I changed that. Yanni Doc Mahalis from Cornell. Ah, that was my pick. <laughs> from I got, where? I got Yanni. Cornell. Oh, my, from Cornell. Okay. My insider told me to pick Yanni. Uh-oh. I, yeah. that, Yanni and Jaden Ironman could meet in the semifinals, and that would be one really fun match on Friday night. 49. Chad? Rutherford. Rutherford. Okay. Are you going with the same one over there? Sound upset by that. Yes, same okay. Rutherford. Okay. Well, that goes in counter of my bold prediction, but I'm... <laughs> but that's why it was bold. Yeah. 57. Uh, Cody. I'm going to go Alec Pantaleo from Michigan. Wow. Man, that okay. is bold. That, okay. Where, Chad, what do you got at 57? 
Uh, Jason Nolf, I think he's going to be okay with that knee. Penn State? Yep. All right, 65, Chad? Isaiah Martinez. Mm-hmm. From Illinois, yeah. okay. Uh, uh, Cody, who you got at 65? Bold prediction, Richie Lewis from Rutgers. Oh, Ooh. wow. Okay. I like it. 74, Cody. Whew, 174. Uh, Mark Hall, Penn State. Uh, okay, that's a, uh, 74, Chad? I've got Zahid Valencia of Arizona State. He's going to get a, get uh, Hall back this wow, year. Wow, look at you. 84, Chad. Bo Nickel, easy. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. 84 is an easy one, uh, Cody? Uh, I'm with him, Bo Nickel. He okay. made bonus his way through the tournament. <laughs> okay, 97. <laughs> score like 700 points. <laughs> Cody, who you got at 97? I got Ben Darmstrat from Cornell. Okay. Oh. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to go with the chalk, Colin Moore of Ohio State. Okay. I Ballsy. Think and then uh, heavyweight, Chad, what do you got there? Kyle Snyder. I'm going to go yeah. with if, if there's an Olympic champion in the bracket, I will take the Olympic yeah, champion. Are you taking Kyle Snyder also? I'm also taking okay. Kyle Snyder. That seemed like an easy one. Okay. That's the, not that easy, though. Layups towards the end. All right. I think those are that, that, that's good. Gives us a realistic expectation for Hawkeye fans to know, uh, you know what to expect as we go through. And what, okay, maybe even just real quick in this final minute, guys. What are the expectations going to be next year? Do we need to wait until Monday to really evaluate that? Do we need to wait a little longer, Cody, before we look at what's what's realistic for next year in a minute? Uh, realistic for next year in a minute. Um, well, now 50 seconds. <laughs> I'd have a better answer after this weekend, but okay. I think Iowa should remain in the top five conversation, just at a glance. Chad, that seemed uh, seem fair. Top <laughs> five next year, if Hawkeye fans are hoping that they're really going to close that gap on Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah, that's realistic. Okay. I think there's there's just a lot of good programs right now that are building up. I mean, look like an NC State, those types of teams. Um, you know, the power, the arms race is is just uh, getting tougher and tougher. It's hard to hard to get in there. But I do I do like a lot of the upside, like a Jacob Warner and guys like that are bringing to the table. Um, Stoll will be a senior next year. Um, Julio Lugo, just yeah. Pat Lugo. Um, you know, th- there's some guys next year that can score some points. I'm and I'm excited to see Marinelli and Cameron be maybe. 100% healthy next year. Have fun in Cleveland, and uh, since they can't say it, I will. Go Hawks. Have fun, fellas. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. It's Iowa Wild Hockey up next here on 1460 KXNO.